0: The Mitchell's Front Page podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now, we have the CEO of the Asbestos Safety Eradication Agency, Justine Russ. Good morning.
1: Oh, good morning.
0: Well, can you explain the situation? You believe that people have been doing their own DIY home renovations during COVID and there's now been this concern about asbestos health.
1: Yeah, look, we are concerned that the um, increase in home improvement during the COVID-19 pandemic um, could be resulting in an increase in asbestos exposure. Um, Damaging or disturbing asbestos materials um, can release dangerous asbestos fibres into the air, and breathing those fibres in can cause cancer. So it's important to know that, you know, if you live in a home that was built before 1990, it most likely contains asbestos.
0: Mm. And in terms of the actual outcome, do we know how many people have succumbed to, is it asbestosis or the risks of cancer or is that still a, a dormant problem that takes a few years to actually quantify how big this issue is?
1: Yeah, look, it takes um, many years. There's a long latency, about 40 to 50 years, between exposure and disease development. Um, We do know that over 4,000 Australians die each year of asbestos related diseases, and that includes um, mesophilioma, um, which is a fatal disease, and um, other diseases such as lung cancer. Um, But that's from past exposure that may have occurred for 40, as I say, 40 or 50 years ago. Um, and about 700 Australians die of,
0: of mesothelioma each year. So, as, so asbestos, from what I can understand, I believe it's safe as long as you don't touch it and it's once people start coming in and breaking it up that that is where there's the risk of exposure to the fibres. Is that right? Yes, look, that
1: that's right. Um, you know, if... The asbestos in your home is not, if it's not damaged or it's not disturbed, um, it's, not, it's not dangerous. It's only um, dangerous when it is disturbed or damaged. Um, so, you know, the best approach for, for peace of mind, um, if you think you have asbestos in your home, is to sort of to get a professional in, um, for them to do an inspection, they'll probably do some testing and they can give you advice on um, what you can do and, and what you should do about it.
0: What does it look like, asbestos? How would someone know? Because if they've just bought a house and they think it might have been built before 1990, uh, it could be a risk. But uh, how do they really know? Before they call in the expert, how should they sort of check?
1: Look, it's really hard to tell. Um, it was used in over um, three thousand building products. I mean, the most uh, common, I think, that everybody would would know from from sight is, you know, the the old fibro fibro house. So, like the, the fibro beach beach check, something like that. Yes. Um, um. But, let's say, look, over 3,000 products um, were used um, during, the, before 1990, and that's why it's best to, to get a professional in.
0: And how are we going with trying to actually remove asbestos from all of those dwellings, or do we just sort of leave it there because it's safe as long as it's not touched?
1: Yeah, look, that's, that's the um, the approach um, at the moment, is, is to sort of leave it there um, if it is not um, presenting an immediate risk. Um, it's Estimated that over 13 million tonnes um, of asbestos went into the built environment before, you know, 1990, and there's about six million tonnes um, of that that remains in the environment. So that's why we estimate that it's about in one in three homes um, nationwide. And we think with the current approach um, that it will decline to about 1 million tonnes around 2060.
0: Now, I see here that you've done a survey of homeowners or home improvers, rather, uh, of the people that have been doing this work on their homes. And you said that about 46% cited the pandemic as the reason why they were doing it. But I also see here 28% said that when they found asbestos, they admitted to illegally disposing of it, most commonly placing it in their household bin or a neighbours.
1: Yeah, look, that's a real concern because you know that's not only just putting themselves at risk, but also their family and and, and neighbors and and those that work at the at the facilities at the rubbish facilities. So, we find that, you know, they're the main barriers to disposing correctly um, are sort of cost and convenience. But our research actually shows that almost every Australian is um, in reasonable driving distance to a licensed license disposal facility. Um, and you can actually search for a facility on, on our website, um, which is asbestosafety.gov.au.
0: Can you actually drive with asbestos or is that moving it around too dangerous? Do you need to get a professional to actually take it to this facility?
1: No, you don't need a professional to take to the facility, but um, it's best to uh, call the facility um, before before going there and just finding out what the requirements are. There are requirements around sort of packaging it, so it needs to be, double wrapped and things like that so um that's why it's sort of best to call ahead that see what their requirements are and then you know that you're transporting it safely
0: as so, well so uh, national asbestos awareness week is this your main push? Is for people before they do those renovations to try and make sure that they are 100% certain that there is no asbestos or no risk of it being disturbed that
1: that is right so we're saying that people need to to get in the know so they need to find out whether their home does actually contain asbestos, and then we're sort of advising them to, to take it slow. So you know, don't damage or disturb it. Um, if you think your home does contain asbestos, and you know, to call to call a professional or to, just just to sort of call, even just to get some advice about what to do.
0: I see some buildings that have a a sign out the front, which I think indicates that the building has asbestos, but that clearly doesn't apply to all homes that have asbestos. Do you know what the requirements are, why some buildings have a sign and others don't?
1: Yeah, because they're requirements under work health and safety laws. So, in relation to sort of commercial and and public buildings or workplaces, um, they're required to have asbestos registers. And if it's reasonably practicable, to also have a, a sign or a label or something on the on the materials, um, but you know those laws, you know, operate in the workplace, so so they don't operate in that sort of domestic domestic environment.
0: I see. Look, thank you very much for being on the program. I guess final message from you is just check before you do any DIY work.
1: That's right. Take it slow. Get in the know and take it slow is the That's fine.
0: Thank you very much. Appreciate it very much. Justine Ross with us there, the CEO of the Asbestos Safety Eradication Agency. The Mitchell's Front Page podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.